Hey guys, how we doing? Another black and white Christianity coming at you. I hope this video podcast finds you well, and I'm glad that you're here with us. Tyreek, it's good to see you, buddy. Likewise, buddy. How are you? Good, good, good. We're going to talk about uh, some community. We're just going to talk, but mostly we're going to discuss tonight communication, how we should be discussing things, how we should be dealing with things, how we should be talking to people and how people should be uh, hoping that they hear us correctly because of how we're delivering things. So uh, let's just dive into it, shall we? Did you did you want to go ahead and jump first? You want oh, me yeah, to- sure. Uh, you know, I want I want to set the tone off by um, understanding the severity of our, our words, our communication. Uh, Proverbs chapter 18 and 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Well, that that's that's a severe passage in scripture. And I think like people just go over there, they're like, oh, you know, um, you know, you could kill like uh, a venture that you're going into or a friendship or something like that. They take it very passive, but we're literally talking about life and death, literally, you know, and that, and then it can also be attributed to those things. But we should look at the severity of our words. Creation was made by words. We need to be very careful about how we're communicating what we're saying to people you know uh how we're how we're even talking to ourselves me personally uh and you i know that for a fact we're we're our harshest critics we get on ourselves about things and i mean some sometimes that those words can become self-deprecating and they can destroy your very self so we have to be mindful of how we even communicate with ourselves so communication is humongous, um, and it's something that we need to be very mindful of. You know, I think that's a good point. And one of the aspects of being mindful of how you're communicating with somebody is how you're directing your communication towards them. Scripture tells us um, when we're dealing with outsiders, people outside the church, not people that know the truth, people that don't know the truth, we should be dealing with them gently. We should be trying to explain something to them gently. You know, gentleness is one of the fruits of the spirit. And so that is one that gets overlooked, it seems, in our day to day in here in America, in my country today, because people have a have this view of gentleness because if it's attributed to a man, it's weakness. So we don't deal with this that often. But so many times it talks about dealing with somebody gently because that often produces more than beating them with something. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that people shouldn't street preach. I've done it. Tyreek's been there with me. He's done it. We've, we've done these things. I'm just, I, I think some of you should do this. I think maybe some of times the manner that we go about it when we maybe do it for the wrong reasons or we do it looking for a fight or there's a camera there a lot of people will do and they're looking for a certain uh, way of doing it the communication is more man-centered than god-centered and so i think that's really where we should try to stay in our day-to-day communication being gentle and doing things in a manner that promotes christ more than yourself so i'm hoping that this is getting across and i'm speaking to you gently enough that you can understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, a- absolutely. The um, and I need you all to bear with me. Like I, I have a newborn, and um, I'm on watch right now. So, like you know, if I'm looking over and stuff like that, please be gentle with me. Be patient with me. You know? <laughs> um, it just that just 
we have to we have to be in scripture and scripture show has all the different kind of uh the different kind of scenarios that are that are pertinent to life how how we're going to come into these different kind of things and we can look at scripture and see how people are responding what you know there's just the, the the Bible is just a humongous cheat code to life. It's the manual for your life. So if you're in scripture and you're looking at it as more of you're looking for things to draw from it as opposed to getting through it, you'll see just how much things are laid out to you, just how much um there there are scenarios where the questioning really doesn't change from back then to now. People kind of ask the same questions. They may or may not. I um I know one time, um, Walter, you had a scenario where you were were having a communication with somebody, and um the the guy was like uh, in the prison. The guy was just like, I don't even know why you come and preach to these animals. You know, they don't they don't deserve a second chance. This and that. And you were like, well, you know, the Bible's well, you didn't even say that. But I mean, like, just to say the Bible says that, um, you know, it's not the well that need a physician, it's the sick. And he sat there for a minute, kind of like, well said. And that mm-hmm. kind of stuff can happen all the time because the line of questioning really doesn't change. It's just how people word it or whatever. But the Bible's, the Bible's response and rebuttals are pure there's no getting around those so some of the scripture that i wanted to share with you was um so this is titus 3 verse 1 i'm going to be in titus a little bit tonight titus 3 verse 1 says um 1 and 2 remember the people to be subject to rulers and authorities to be obedient to to be ready to do whatever is good to slander no one to be peaceable and considerate and always be gentle to everyone we should act in such a way that people on the outside look at us and admire us for how we conduct ourselves. So then at some point they say, you know what, what's making you act so different? And communication should be one of those main channels. Everybody talks nowadays or types or chats or texts or whatever. You, we are constantly communicating now, constantly, all the time. So it would go to say that, how you're communicating is a massive avenue of how you're being an example for Jesus Christ. No, no doubt in my mind, this is one of the biggest platforms of how you can be an example for Jesus Christ. And another one I wanted to uh, share is, but in your hearts, honor Christ, the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. Now think about that. You're acting a certain way. People come up to you. Maybe they give you a hard time and you don't match their energy. You don't go there with them. You keep it on that straight plane. You're, you, you're, you're respectful. You're gentle. You're to the point. You bring truth from scripture. You don't holler and scream because that's what a lot of people will do. If they want to get their point across, they'll talk over you. They'll scream over you. They'll holler over you. That's just what they do because they want to drown you out and be heard. We're not to be like them. We're not to quarrel and fight. That's not what we're here for. So I, I, I want to nail that home because that's just so alien to our culture today. Now, I have something else I want to share, but I want to, if you had something else, go ahead. I'm just going to probably lightly double down on what you said and then also read a scripture of my own. 
um, I remember I was in uh, I was in Lincoln Tech and uh, I was I was having a conversation with um, with a couple of my peers that was inside the class with me. And it was another dude that I was friendly with, but he, he, he was somebody I probably should not have befriended because scripture says um, to not befriend angry people. Don't don't be around people that are just blatantly angry for no reason. But that's who he was. So, you know, um, in, in, in that time frame, I, I was trying to, you know, lightly talk to him about Christ, but talking, just openly sharing my faith with people when, whenever they ask. Because when you follow scripture, even, not, I'm not even going to say full-blown to the, to the letter, but when you follow scripture to some point, you can't help but look different than the world. You're going to look different. People are going to take notice that in this scenario, I would have acted this way, but he acted this way. Always, it's going to be like, why do you do that? Or why does that? And then that's the perfect time to be able to have that communication and back and forth with people. But I remember this guy, he wanted to push the narrative that the Bible is just a story. He's like, oh, those are just stories. Those are just, you know, those are just stories. And and he was trying to discount the Bible and uh, different things like that. And, and he was like, he didn't, he didn't have any kind of fear that I would get offended and not and no longer have communication with him. I guess I must have made that kind of environment, that safe environment where you can just say whatever you want. And then I'm not going to rebuttal because I guess I did because I did. He did those things and I didn't um, stop. I didn't alienate him. I didn't cut him off. I didn't do any of that stuff. But um, I heard him out. I heard what he had to say. And then I did not interrupt him. I let him get through his whole spiel. And it wasn't that I was just trying to let him talk so that I could rebuttal, but I was trying to definitely hear his point of view because a lot of times it's not the it's not the Bible and it's not Christ that has let these people down. It's follow so-called followers of Christ and people who are saying that they're the hands and feet, but what they are doing is in contrast to what scripture tells us. So I was just trying to find the pain point. Where were you let down? Who who said what to you? How how were you let down by your this for you to have this hard stance against the faith? And uh, this is James chapter one and 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, I lay apart all filthiness, sir, sir, perfluity and of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save souls that word uh superfluity is just abundance of depravity or wickedness and meekness is humility when when somebody is in error as you said they have to be louder they have to be loud they have to drown it out because the truth can stand there on its own it doesn't need it doesn't right. need falsehood to be silent the truth can just be what the truth is but falsehood needs the truth to be silent because it disproves the falseness so you will see that when people start to get worked up when people start to raise their voice and try to make a big scene they know that they're on the way to being outed and if you match their energy they win like you said 
staying in that even kill, like, okay, say everything you have to say, but this is my rebuttal to what you just said. And and then when you're calm, you're in control. People don't, uh, like you said, the world looks at that as weakness. Like you're meek, you're mild, you're calm, you don't do any of that stuff. Why didn't you, uh, he said this and that, why didn't you rage out? I don't have to. The truth is the truth. Falsehood right. is falsehood. Falsehood is loud. Truth is silent. It's not that loud. It's very, it's very, it's very low. It's a low, still voice. That's what truth is. So that's all I, I have I to think say. One of, one of the, I'm going to transition a little bit within the church. And so what we, one of the things that we kind of, society has dictated a little bit, and I'm not saying we do it all the way in the church, but I see it from time to time. We discredit the elderly a little bit. We, we don't sit under tutelages like maybe we ought to. And I'm not going to read the whole passage. I'm going to do a little paraphrasing here. But Second Timothy 2 talks about older men teaching the younger men and older women teaching the younger women. Now, here's a line of communication, right? We have a line of communication from the older men and the older women to the younger men and the younger women doing teaching them, correcting them, showing them how to be uh, wives, showing them how to be husbands, di- training them and teaching them and communicating with them inside the church, growing together, and then leaving the wisdom with the younger generation as they pass. And then it just repeats itself. When we discredit the elderly and we don't listen and talk to them, and we don't say, I'd like you to tell me how you have a marriage of 50 years. I'd like you to tell me what was your walk with Christ at my age. And all of these things, we lose so much. These people have been walking with the Lord for 50, 60 years. And we just, we just walk by. We don't, we don't have reverence for them as we should. And I'm not going to put it all on us. A lot of times they don't step up like they should. So the elderly don't, they're not blameless in this either. They should be stepping up to train and the younger should be stepping down to listen. And so there should be this partnership in the communication within the church, all helping the body be more like Christ. That's what this is all about. How can we be more like Christ? Well, we got to read the word first. That's first off. You have to want it more than then I want it for you, or Tyreek wants it for you. You have to get in the word. I hope our podcast isn't your only time where you heard scripture today. I hope you've gotten in the word yourself. And so we're communicating to you how you should be communicating. You see how that works? And so we're trying to teach you. One of the things, another thing, I'm just going to keep going here. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is the amount of joking around we do. Too much. I'm going to be real too much joking around and it doesn't do us any good. I'll be honest. I used to be a big one, big joker, big, whatever, playing around, goofing off this and that. It, it, it puts you in a place to be never taken serious ever. They know you like that. That's why Lot's son-in-laws died because they didn't take him serious. And I don't know if that was the relationship they had with Lot and he was trying to just build a relationship. So he was a jokester. I'm not sure. We don't have that in the text, but they didn't believe him. They thought he was joking. And so what I would like to, and a lot of people are going to poo-poo me here. They're going to say, who wants to go around just being serious all the time? Look, we're not here to just make light and fun of everything, okay? At some point, you have to get down to brass tacks and say, look, this is, I don't joke about this stuff. This is life or death. Do you joke when you're starting to bleed out? Is that a time to say jokes? No. 
all of a sudden things got real serious. You want, you want things to be spoken to you clearly, directly, and how do I make this stop? Same with a car accident. Same when you have a child. It's not time for jokes. I'm serious. Things are happening. Right now, things are happening. I'm communicating with you that put the joking aside. Put, put away the childish stuff and be a man, be serious and be direct and to the point. And I think we need more communication like that within the church. Like, like I said, a great point. Like I said earlier in Proverbs 18 and 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. This is serious. Like, yeah, this is very yep. serious. Amen. And, and you're always laughing. You're always joking. Honestly, when you do that kind of stuff, you desensitize yourself to things that matter. So you're, you're like, you know, man, this is this is a garbage example, but it's some, it's something that I've seen that I was just like, man. So I, I, um, I, I'm not even going to just start throwing races out there. Just a young man was driving the car. The cop pulled him over. He told he told the cop that you know he had a firearm in the car. He let he let him know it was all legal, everything like that. The the officer said, "Okay, reach for it slowly." He went to go grab it, and the officer put a couple rounds in his chest. Had a white t shirt on. Family in the car, blood everywhere. Um, a, a young lady thought it would be funny to say, "Oh, like um." Like like the time when you like pour like Kool-Aid on your shirt or something like that, like so, something along those lines. This man is no longer alive. He's left behind a wife or a girlfriend or a significant other and a child to have to fend for themselves now without him. And this is the time for you to joke. This is the time to say that time when you spend where you spill Kool-Aid on your shirt this is a serious thing. And you take that opportunity to try to make light of something that's serious. And this is what we're talking about when we're talking about life and death here, communication. It shouldn't, uh, it doesn't have to always be jokes. We're not telling you to just walk around here monotone looking like whatever, but there's a time and a place for everything. And when you're constantly on the joke train to try to lighten up what the severity of life truly is, Mm -hmm. you're going to make a lot of mistakes in your life. You're going to set yourself up, as my brother Walter said, to not be taken seriously. You're going to set yourself up to look foolish and nobody's going to want to deal with you or have communication with you because you cannot take a second to appreciate the severity of situations you're always trying to lighten things up and get through it like walter said earlier i was the same exact way i was a joker that was my go-to thing i grew up under trauma so i only wanted to laugh i only wanted to make people laugh and in my ignorance that was a that was a good thing to do that was something that i was like hey what's the harm in this stuff but a lot of things went unchecked because I want everybody to have a good time or I, you know, a lot of things went um, unaddressed because I didn't want to kill the vibe of the, of the whatever that was going on. And um, if, John the Baptist is a great example of that when like, um, he's like, you, it's unlawful for you to have that woman. Like, we're talking about the king here. Like, you know, like he kept it straight. There was no joking or anything like that. Why? Because this is serious. What you're doing is a sin and sin leads to death. 
Like the, the, the end of that is death. So I care about you. Death is at your doorstep. So I'm going to speak life into you. And some, and a lot of the times when you speak the truth to people, it hurts, but it's about your intention. I'm going to hurt you so you can be better. But if I sit here and I just always trying to hurt you so I can feel superior to you, there's a difference in that communication stream and that line of intention and and, uh, and action. So it's very important as we spoke in um, other and other podcasts to develop the kind of environment where you are setting yourself up to succeed. You have brothers and sisters in the Lord that are speaking to you. And sometimes they say, hey, man, you're out of line, but you don't have to put up your walls or put up your barriers or put up the fence because you know that that person loves you like they love themselves. So they are going to speak to you sometimes harshly to bring you back around. It's hard to correct people, too, if you're always joking around. Right. They're not going to take you serious. And I perfect point. I love the point about severity. You take the you take the air out of the tires about how severe it is. That's why people don't like the idea of being broken or remaining broken over your sin or vexed in spirit or any of those things, because it's they, they equate those things to being negative. Are you just being negative? That's a negative thing. That's a down thing. That's a depressed thing. I don't want to be there. I want to want to be positive and good and go. And let's, yeah. Yeah. And all those things. And I'm not saying it's bad to be that way, but sometimes you, you got to take it seriously. And I think one of the things you said that really stuck out to me was what jokes lead to. And in my view, jokes lead to concessions because as the jokes go on for the sake of the, excuse me, for the sake of the laugh, you get some nasty jokes. The jokes get kind of raunchy. Somebody else comes in who doesn't have any restraint and lets loose some pretty heavy, nasty ones. And you're like, mm, I wasn't really in the mood for this kind of thing, but we're off to the races now. You know what I mean? I don't want to kill it. I'm the one who made it grow. So we have to be very careful. Tyreek said, you know, there's a time and place for everything. There should be more time for you to repl- to for you to show Christ than for you to make the world laugh. Why are we so concerned with how the world feels and how good it feels? I would much rather the people of the world be broke over their sin and crushed for a period of time so they could feel the weight of their sin and where they are going and then be built back up in Christ and come and be a part of the church. I would much rather have that than them have a good day. I'm going to be very honest with you. I would much rather you be very aware of your sin so that you could be saved for eternity than for you to have a good day. And so our communication needs to be straightforward, to the point, considerate, gentle, with self-control, love, and joy, and peace. All of these things. So if you think you're a good communicator, compare it to how the Bible has told you to communicate. And I think something to take away from tonight should be just go look at yourself in the mirror and say, do I do this too much? Am I too much of a joker? Do I talk to my kids too harshly? Am I uh, a complainer? All I do is whine and everybody knows me as a complainer and everybody knows me that I always cry about everything. And so they think, no, this guy doesn't have anything to look forward to. Good grief. And, 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 and the faith is not attractive to them because they see you are their only example. Think about that for a minute. You are the only example of Christ they see. So whatever you replicate, they're going to equate that to Christianity. 
that's Christianity because that's the Christian that's nearest to me and that's what they claim to be. And I see how they live and that doesn't look attractive. No, thank you. So you have to think about that. Oh man, uh, you made you made two great points there. I did not want to jump in there. Um, I wanted you to get your whole entire thought process out. The last one, I kind of just, I kind of lost it. I was trying to write it down there. But um, one of those points was um, the words are getting lost in translation now. The, 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 the world is constantly, there is an attack on the English language that's going on right now. And people will say, oh my goodness, here we go again. You know, we got somebody that's always wanting to like speak properly and not, and not use slang and different things like that. Correct. Because the <laughs> severity is starting to be taken out of our words. Like we're starting to change words from their severe connotation to something that's a lot lighter that might even seem cool. So like, um, like you said, you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about that right now. I want to stay in my good time. I don't want to uh, go to that place. Let me let me just stay right, right here right. in this in this AO. And it's not that the good time is about to go bye bye. What's what's happening here is that things are needing to be addressed. Now we have allowed a fly in the ointment, and now that fly has to be addressed. It has to be taken out. And we don't want to stop the movement of what's going on to to um, get after that problem because everybody's having a good time. It's not negative. It's not a negative thing to address things when when they're starting to get out of line. And that's another major issue that we have in the Christian faith, even even in even in um, uh, friendships that are close with the Lord, like we're still fallen creatures. We still we still from time to time may think back to a time past when we were when we weren't where we were like are now in the Lord. And we and we may think back on it in a fine in a fineness for a second. We have to trap those thoughts. We have to trap those things. And we have to say, absolutely not. That Those were times that was against what my Lord and Savior mm-hmm. put forth for me to walk in. I was out of line. And me being out of line, there's no good time being out of line. The only good time is being right in the center of the will of God. That's the only good time. Anything outside of that, absolutely not. Because outside of there, outside of that umbrella, that's death. First Corinthians chapter 10, 23 through 24 says, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. We have the right to do everything, but it's not beneficial. I can have a conversation with you about nonsense that we've done in the past. In the past, we'll have a quick laugh about it, whatever, whatever. But now we have reactivated those thoughts. Now we have reactivated that that time frame that is dead and past and gone. And we've been delivered from that. But mentally, we have gone back into that slot. And uh, I was listening to um, a gentleman by the name of Myron Goldman, and he was saying that um once you once you come out of that once you come out of a negative kind of situation and stuff like that to reactivate that you went, once you put your attention on that thing your intentions will follow and i was blown away by that simple statement it's so true 
the second you allow yourself to take your eye off the prize of whatever it is that you're doing and you allow yourself to be distracted by something else, your attention, your intention follows your attention. So if you were like, mm, you know, I'm a, let me just see what's kind of new on this thing or that thing. And now you're looking at that. You just want a quick, you just want a quick distraction to just give yourself a mental reset or something like that. Looking at something very quick turns into an hour, turns into two hours, turns into like the rest of the night, or you or you just start to roll into different things. And it's so important for us to stay occupied and not allow ourselves to get preoccupied. That's in life. That's in conversation. That's in action. That's in work. That's in every aspect of our life. We need to stay occupied on what we are doing. When you are having a conversation with somebody, you should be seeking their good. Not, not uh, You should be seeking the good of others, not the good of yourself. Like we're having this conversation right now. I'm seeking the good of whoever is listening to this video right now, right. whoever watching this podcast. I'm seeking your good. I know this stuff. This isn't for me. It, it works because I have to do the research and the stuff like that. And it just cements it deeper. But this is for you. The people who are listening is 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 not innocent to just have these worldly crazy conversations. It's not. This stuff is getting into your spirit, whether you believe it or not. You're watching these things. That stuff is getting into your spirit. It's having an effect on you. And the more you delve into things that are not of Christ and don't have any kind of beneficial things for your life, it's just a distraction. And it's and it's preoccupying you from from being from occupying your position. So that's all I had to say on that. Guys, we care. And that's why we communicate to you about this. Care about others and how you communicate. And remember, don't take it flippantly. And lay off the joking. It's not really benefiting anybody. Guys, we love you. And we hope you're doing well wherever you are. May the Lord be with all of you. God bless. God bless.